Could you guys pass those baskets around, please? Pastor Doug. Thanks, Ryan. Amen. In just a little bit, I'm going to share a little bit out of the context of Second Chronicles chapter 7. But before I do that, I, I um, really feel like that there are some other things that God wants to bring forth this morning. That's very, very important, very crucial for us as a people. Um, several weeks back, Wayman came to me and said, you know, I really feel like the Lord gave me a picture, a prophetic picture for our church. For this year, and um, and so uh, don't remember exactly the reason, but we, you know, wasn't able to be shared before, and uh, I, maybe it's just the timing of the Lord was at the right time, and so um, and then Chip, uh, we were talking, and I knew the Lord had been downloading some things in his heart. Chip is very, if you know Chip, you know he's he's very very prophetic, and I, I appreciate the the prophetic gift within my brother. And, uh, and I think it's very important that, uh, that w- when God is stirring and God is moving prophetically among the people, that you give room for that. that you know, give room for the words that God's bringing forth. Um, and, uh, and knowing kind of b- both what th- these men are going to bring forth here in a minute, you, you really will see how God spoke to each of them individually, but how this really knitted together. And so um, so I'd like Wayman to come up here if he would. Wayman Bishop, one of our elders. Yes. Jeff asked me before I came up here if I thought you were going to let me have the mic. <laughs> Do I need to hold it? No. You know, um, when... Uh, when our Tim was up here speaking, I was praying. Funny how God gives us the ability to listen and pray at the same time. And um, I was praying for clarity about the word that he gave me several weeks ago. But as I was praying, I got this vision. And it's a bit comical. Um, but, but underneath the comedy is a very serious message. And I want to deliver that quickly before I talk to you about what the Lord spoke to me several weeks ago. But in this picture, I saw myself spinning around in a circle here in the church. And I I looked down, and there was a chain on my right foot. And at the other end of the chain, there was a spike in the ground. And I was going around and around. And I was not bothered by it because as I looked up, I saw many of us spinning around, chained, spiked to the ground. And as this vision continued to unfold, in the details, I saw a label on the chain. And the chain said, Wayman's Stuff. 
that's stuff. <laughs> is this on? Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> all of us, not all of us, but many of us, have our feet, one of our feet, pegged to the ground. And we're just going around in a circle, and we're not released into the fullness of who we were created to be because of our stuff. And so going back um, several Sundays ago, I was sitting right here. And the Spirit of the Lord came on me like uh, I have rarely ever experienced. So get ready. (laughs) So the Lord said to me in a very compelling way, I want you to speak these words of encouragement in my house. And my response was, what would those words be? And he said, I just want you to pray and meditate about this. But I, I want you to know that in 2015, suddenly my spirit in my people will bring about a significant move in their lives, and their lives will be changed forever. So I, I, I went home that afternoon, and I opened my Bible to that story in Judges about Daniel, where suddenly this young lion was attacking him. And suddenly the Spirit of the Lord came on Daniel, And he was able to contend with that beast. So the Lord said to me, suddenly my spirit will come over my people. And they will be able to contend with the beast that contends with them. And he said, "Um, that beast has many faces. He said, "Um, my people look in the mirror. And those who have been suffering chronic diseases all of their lives, it has become a part of their identity. So they look in their mirror and they see a diabetic. They see an asthmatic. They see uh, an arthritic person. They see someone suffering with cancer. They do not see themselves to be who they are, to be who I created them to be. So suddenly, uh, the veil will be lifted. They will look into the mirror, and they will see the child of God that I have created them to be. And their identity will not be in the disease that they carry because that disease will no longer be a part of their lives. And that's not something the Lord said that's going to happen gradually this year. He said this will happen suddenly. The Lord also said the beast has the face of addiction. And he said, suddenly, my children will be released from addiction. Now, now I'm not saying that all of these things apply to all of you. Uh, The Lord was not specific. He just said, speak these words of encouragement in this house. He went on to say, suddenly, foolish Pride will be crushed by the sheer weight of my love. 
and hearts will be released to receive my love and to give love. Boy, I raised my hand to that. Crush my foolish pride, Lord. Here I am. Crush my pride. And then the Lord said to me, Suddenly where there is lack, there will be profit. He said, I want there to be a revelation among my people that there is a profit to be made in my economy, in my kingdom on earth. So I know that not all of you have an entrepreneurial spirit. Not all of you are small business owners. Many of you are. Those who aren't uh, are not excluded from this promise. This is a promise that God has a plan to prosper us. So suddenly there will be a profit to be made in his economy in this kingdom on earth that we live in. Then the Lord said to me, suddenly hardened hearts who have experienced unforgiveness, their hearts will be released to forgive and relationships will be healed. And then one last thing he said. He said, for those who have a cynical heart in the belief that this nation cannot be healed, remind them that the government is on my shoulders. Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and John Boehner and Mitch McConnell may think that they are in charge, but they are not. The government is on his shoulders. So while, while the Lord was giving me this word, I was struggling with how to present it because I said, Lord, I am not a prophet. He said, you're right. You are not a prophet. You know, those who... Those who are prophets in this house who carry that mantle of authority have been revealed to us. We know who they are, and I am not one of them, but the Lord said, get over it. (laughs) Just speak this word over my people. So I I would just pray for all of you that if if there is something in this word that that the Lord asked for me to pour out over you, if there is a place in your heart to receive it, then I would just I would pray for you to have revelation because the Lord is going to act suddenly in our lives this year. And I am so excited to see that. And I, I would just pray also that for those of you who have these sudden moments of revelation and peace and healing and prosperity in your life, I hope that you would follow through in obedience to come up here and give your testimony. And I I am in great expectation that there will be many of those. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Waymar, are these your glasses? Yeah. There you go. One thing that Wayman said, it just kind of, that my, my spirit leaped a bit, was the thing concerning business and entrepreneurial you know, heart, spirit, whatever. Um, and, and I just felt like the Lord said, we need to take a moment and release prayer. 
over those individuals, people, whatever. So if you own a business or it's always been in your heart, you have an entrepreneurial desire, spirit, whatever, maybe you're not currently, but that's always been there. And you're always thinking of different things, ideas of, you know, if I could do this or that or whatever. Uh, there's something upon you. There, there, there's, an, there's, a, there's a capacity for anointing upon you. And uh, I want to pray, pray for you this morning. So if that's you, just stand up wherever you're at. Okay? Now look, look around. Look how many people that God wants to use in His kingdom. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. How many people that God wants to, to do business through so it will provide possibilities, opportunities for employment for others, but also that, that his, his kingdom would be blessed. Lives would be changed and funded. Uh, what I'd like for you to do, you could see those who are standing up around you. If you will just join them and put your hand upon them. We're going to release from heaven this morning. I believe this prophetic word, even though Wayman says he's not a prophet, but I know that, that the gift of prophecy could come upon anybody. And, um, and, uh, but I, I, just as that was released from, from, I believe from heaven, from the Lord to Wayman, so it could be released over our house here, uh, we're going to release just an outpouring of his spirit right now. Um, I believe many of you have been standing for a long time in a business, and it just seems like that is something you, you encounter you know, you encounter roadblocks over and over again that keeps holding you back and keeps holding back the profitability of what you're doing. And uh, God has filled you with such creative ideas. I believe in this house, I believe that there are people that have such a creative spirit within them and God wants to release that into this world. Amen? So, Father, we pray right now, Lord, we come before you Lord, and that which you want to release by your Holy Spirit, Father, we thank you right now, God, be released from heaven on earth, Lord God, that your kingdom may be may go forth, Father. Father, I release, Lord God, creative ideas. I release, Lord God, opportunities for the birthing of businesses, Lord Father. I release, Lord God, grace, provision, all that is needed, Lord God, help, Lord God, people, all that is needed to come alongside these and, and to further their business, Father. Father, I break off in Jesus' name poverty and lack off of people and off of, uh, off of this uh, businesses. God, I, I, I break off of failure, Lord God. Those who have tried to step out that have an entrepreneurial thing on their hearts, they've stepped out and they haven't succeeded yet. Father, I break off the shame of failure in Jesus' name. Father, and we release, Lord Father, right now, God, new vision, Father, new ideas, Lord God. We release, God, new provision, and we thank you, Lord God, this year, Father, that there will be multiplication, Father, multiplication of business, Father, multiplication of profits, Father, multiplication of ideas, Lord, and we release that right now into this house, Father, into people's lives, Father, and we thank you, Lord God that dreams are coming to them, visions are coming to them, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that people that have the capacity to give right now are going to come and invest, God, within their lives, invest within their businesses, Lord God. And we thank you, Father. We praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I really believe something was released from heaven this morning as we prayed that, as we just agreed together, touched in together about that. Chipper, come on up here, buddy. I like this. It's not how you're supposed to do this. There's a protocol. You're supposed to go over, whisper in his ear. Okay. Um, Faith told me a year or two ago that she had a vision for a group of entrepreneurial-minded people to, in our church, just to meet together maybe once a week or once a month and just talk about our ideas. And we could feed off of each other. I am an entrepreneurial person. It's been prophesied over me, and I know it. It's what I've been planning to do my whole life, uh, and I haven't stepped into it yet, but I'm going to. Um, So let's just do that. Can somebody call Faith and say, okay, we're going to do this. We're meeting this time. We'll send out invitations, whatever. And I don't want to do it. I'm doing a lot of other stuff. Well, it's Faith's idea, so shouldn't she do it? I'm sorry. I just want to share that, like, that is something that, you know, that's an idea that's been put out there, and I just want to share that. Where, where are the wipes? No, it's bad. Where are the wipes? I'm so, I, I am one of those people, all right? Thank you. Ben, you got it? There we go. All right. There's a reason why people who use mics often wipe them down. So, um, um, first of all, I want to say very quickly, the testimony about the knees, um, Shockey during that ministry time came up to me and said that she believed there was someone, Shockey, where are you? Someone with a right knee from a, a sports injury. All right, stand up right now. Anybody else with a right knee? Manuel, can you go pray for her? Okay. All right. Just pray for them very quickly. So, Father, we just release healing now in the name of Jesus. We command cartilage, tendon, muscle, bone restored in the name of Jesus. Restored in the name of Jesus. All pain leave now in the mighty name. Ah, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for for what you bore, your son bore on his back for us. Hey, God, we thank you. All right, bend your knee. Do something. See if there's any. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Hold her up. Hold her up. Yeah. We got breakthrough here. You got breakthrough. Amen. Come on. Come on. Got breakthrough over here. Breakthrough over here. Come on. Got breakthrough there. Woo! Come on. Come on. Come on. And the power of God is falling in the back. So I know something's happening there. God, we just give you praise and thanks, God. We thank you, Father. We thank you.
I, um, I, I need you to strap in really quickly and go on a journey with me because I, I need, the Lord just said, share, every, share what I've shown you. And I'm like, okay, how do I do that in the time that I have a lot, allotted? Um, so the, there's a journey in this, and it culminates with something. And I just want to give you, I'm going to give you part of the punchline first, and then I'm going to share the buildup behind it, and then and, and it's going to, I think, going to tie everything together. Um, I had been asked, you know, Chip, are you going to are you going to bring forth a word for 2015? People ask that from me, and you know, I was like, well, yeah, I guess I could seek the Lord and ask. I should, I always do. And so I started asking back in November, Lord, what do you want to say for 2015? And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. Well, Christmas Day came. Um, and my wife had told my daughter, Maggie, um, I would like a picture from you for Christmas. Maggie had asked, and she said, just give me a picture. And so Maggie went to draw a picture, and Maggie couldn't come up with a picture. And she's pretty artistic. And so she just said, Lord, what am I supposed to draw? And the Lord flashed a picture in her brain. And so she drew that picture, and then she said, well, Lord, is there something that you want to say? And he gave her a word. And she wrote that word in the framing of the picture, on the picture itself. And so she had shown it to me, but she never gave me any of the background. So I felt really bad as a father after the fact, because I was like, yeah, it's a nice picture. You know, (laughs) yeah, so nice, honey. You know, and... She pulls it out Christmas morning and gives it to her mama, and she goes, well, mom, I, I, I went to do this for you, and the Lord, I didn't, couldn't find, I couldn't figure out a picture, and the Lord gave me this picture, and then I asked him what he wanted to say, and what he said, I wrote on the door of the house that's on this picture, and she drew a picture, it looks like an African, a, a very nice African house, um, I, I don't, I've seen a lot of stuff from South Africa, so all my brothers and sisters in South Africa, I just... I dream about South Africa, and, and so they have, a, they have sort of like an adobe-style mud, um, brick, smooth facade, very beautiful. Um, and then they'll have these thatched roofs like you will see also in England. You see them in South Africa. Um, very, very beautiful. And this house has a thatched roof, and the color of the house is this beautiful gold, and it's got a big red heart over the door. And on the door, which is significant, you have to understand, God works through doors, gates, come on. And we have to, we, when we approach a door, we have to make a decision to reach out to the door and to open the door and to step in. We have to engage God with. There's the word that came forth from Wayman. There was the word that came forth from Pastor Doug this morning about positioning. But we have to engage the gate. We have to engage the door. And on this door, my daughter wrote, God is coming in big. And I, I, I mean, all at once I was encouraged, excited, and humbled. And so, but I knew in my spirit, the Lord was like, this is what you were asking for. This is what you were asking for. And it was a word, his word for 2015. God is coming in big. Um, the backstory to this is several years ago now, the Lord came to me and says, I'm going to start reconnecting you with Israel. I had no idea what that meant. I was like, am I going to start going to Tikvot Israel or something? I mean, you know, and I have a lot of friends that go there. Um, 
but I, I, I didn't understand what he said. Now I understand. He began taking me on a journey of really connecting me with Hebrew, Hebrew understanding. In other words, thinking like a Hebrew and not like a Greek. He also began to take me on a journey where I began to encounter and began to understand more and more, not just the Hebrew language, but ancient Hebrew writing, script. And, it's, and, and Hebrew is just like Chinese is. It's a pictorial language. And in the ancient Hebrew, the character that you would see, like the name of God is Yah-Heh-Vah-Heh or Yad-Heh-Vah-Heh. Okay? My Hebrew is not perfect, so forgive me if I butchered that. Um, but each character has a picture meaning that goes with it. And in addition, each character that has a picture meaning also represents a number. So that's where we get biblical numerology. That's why numbers are significant. That's why seven is the, is the number for completion and wholeness because it's, it's not only talked about that in Scripture, it's also physically represented in the Hebrew alphabet. Okay? And so, la- 2014, I was given the word. It was brought to me that tw- the, the Hebrew year for 2014 it was 5774. And that was the year of the open door. It was a year of going low and partnering with God, stepping out in something he was calling us to do. And he, there was a door that was going to open. And it was just like the picture of Abram at his tent, in his tent. He was in a place of limitation. And then he was called out by the voice of God. He had to go low through a low-hanging tent door, go out of his tent to see the the promise and the covenant that God was going to make with him, and to behold the sign of that promise as as it was numbered in the stars of the sky. Secondly, he was then found again later in the heat of the day at the same tent door when the men came and prophesied, this time next year your promise will be in your arms. And he had his son. Okay? Now, this year is 5775. Double fives, double sevens. Double fives is double grace. Double sevens is double completion, double wholeness. It's God's completion, not our completion, God's completion. His work. Okay? Now, the reason I, w- I emphasize it about being His work, because the Lord has been coming back, back to me and speaking to me about this regarding Joseph. Life happens, guys. <laughs> Life happens. And life happened to Joseph. And just as we were preparing for this, I went back very quickly through Genesis. And I saw three things that were very important. One is that when he was thrown into Potiphar, when he was thrown into the cistern and sold off as a slave and sold to Potiphar, the word of God says that God was with him. Then life happened again. And because of the false accusation that was brought against his life, even though he had done no wrong, he was thrown into prison. And the scripture again says, God was with him. Amen? And then, I, then it goes on to say is that he, what I, what I noted in this was that he tried in his, he did the right thing. He tried in his own effort. He did everything he knew how to do to, to move his circumstance, but his circumstance would not move. And he even went, when the cupbearer got his dream and his interpretation, and it came to pass, and the cupbearer lived, and the, and the baker died. The cupbearer promptly forgot, even though he had encouraged the cupbearer, please remember me and speak my name to the Pharaoh. 
he forgot, and he was there for two more years. What I find interesting in this, and I'm tying this all together, is that Joseph is an image for us that he chose in his life circumstance to obey God and serve God and partner with God, even in the midst of his limitation. Do you understand what I'm saying? He chose to engage God even despite his limitation. And what is interesting about this year is not only is it double fives and double sevens, it's the year of Jubilee. It's the year of Jubilee. It's the year of, of being set free from captivity. It's the year of debt forgiveness. Your debt has been paid. Your debt has been paid. And I believe that part of this word that God has forming and weaving together this morning is that there is, I mean, Catherine and I have sat down, looked at our finances, and we are believing God this year. I'm going to put it out there. That we are going to be completely 100% debt-free. No mortgage, nothing. The The issue is, and I'm, I'm wrapping up, Pastor Doug, the issue is, is that that this, is, this year is not about what you can do. It is about what He is going to do. It's about His grace, the power to do what you can't. It's jubilee. It was not the, in the power of the people to get themselves out of their own captivity or to have their inheritances restored or to everything to be reset and put back into its proper place. It was the grace and the power of God that he instituted as a model in the culture of Israel to, to declare, it is my power, it is my authority, it's my grace, it's what I desire to do for my people. Now in that I'm not saying that we don't have a part. Joseph chose to partner with God where he was. We have to choose to partner with God. We have to choose to engage the door. But this year, mark my words, is a year where you will, we will all come together and stand back and go, look what God has done. Look what God has done. We won't be able to take any credit for it. It will be so, it will be to His glory, for His glory. He's going to come upon us and upon you and I to, in His glory. He's going to come physically upon us in His glory because He shared it with us. That's he, he, what He paid for at the cross. He clothed us in His divinity. He wants to give this to us. He wants to manifest His glory, not only so that we would see, but they would see. Amen? All right. Come on. Listen, my message, it's gone this morning. He hit on something that was so, so, so important, and that is that it's the whole thing that what, what, it, what has been impossible for us to do in the past, even though we knew it was God, 
but yet it seemed like the door was closed and we couldn't do it. And even though we tried and we, some of us strived in the flesh, some of us tried to do, I mean, we tried at all different angles to do what God was telling us to do, and it, the door just didn't open. So we aligned ourselves, we did, and this year is the year that God is going to open that door. And it is a door opened by favor. And let me tell you, favor is not on you because you're perfect. So just get rid of that mindset. Let's laugh at that thing. Favor is on you because you're his child. You're a three-part being. You have a spirit, a soul, and a body. Your spirit looks like God. Your soul needs to be renewed. Your spirit looks like God. When God looks at you, you're hidden in Christ. He sees his son. And out of favor, because you're his child, he's going to open those doors. And so I just say to you that it is not about, okay, I'm just going to try harder. Because your works are just filthy. We have some amazing people here in this church that are gifted, able to teach. That's why I seldom get to preach. They don't, they don't give me the opportunity. I knew today was going to be different. But that's good. That's good. Edward, would you put up on the, the screen? Can you put a little bit more on in the mic here? I felt like as back in December, November, I don't remember when, in one of our staff meetings, pastor meetings, we began to talk about what does God want to bring forth as we finish our last sermon series? What's next? And uh, Rifle and Jason myself talked about it. We knew that it was going to be... It was going to be encompassed within our season of prayer and fasting that God wanted to bring forth some things. And we, like I said, I believe for over the next eight weeks, and who knows if they turn to 10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, that God wanted to bring forth some things. And he gave me just this one phrase was just if my people. That this whole thing is about if my people. And, of course, that comes from this passage. Second Chronicles seventeen fourteen, that Solomon had dedicated the brand new temple. God had filled it with His presence. That everybody was down and out, and uh, it was a glorious time. It, it, it encompassed over twenty days of people feasting and really partying in God and having an amazing moment in God. And Solomon stands in the temple place on the platform and he and he gets on his knees and he begins to cry out to God and begins to pray to God and say, God, this is your house that Father you told us to build and that you would you would inhabit this place. And God, as we come to this place and prayers come forth, Father. And he begins to just cry out in chapter six there. Begins to just cry out, God, that as we we find ourselves in situations of sin and 
failure. And as we approach you and we repent, we come to you, God, and you would you would be faithful to your word, Father. And you'd be faithful to who you are because your mercy endures forever, as they sang that earlier. And after Solomon, after those 23 some odd days, he dismisses the people to go back. And it's, I mean, it's, it's the golden years of Israel. I mean, it's the high point of this nation that God is moving like never before in this nation. And God visits Solomon in the night. And he responds and he says this, Solomon, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, a couple things to keep in mind. This was reflected in the old covenant. We're in a much better covenant today. Praise God. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. So one thing I want you to look at here. One, he says, if my people, my people, there, there, there is a relationship that is inferred here. That God is not talking to someone that are far off and not, don't really care about, but my people, my people. And he said they were called by my name. There's a calling tell you, there is a calling upon every one of our lives to step into that which God has for us. To pull that stake up out of the ground where you've been going around in circles. And there's a pathway of calling for you that God wants to illuminate and make so clear for you that you would know it with no doubt. And he goes through this and Really, I see this. You know, if you would just hear this verse, I remember hearing this verse before, and I didn't know the context of when it happened. You would think that this is an angry God shouting to his people that have backslid and have turned away from him, and he's and he's saying, you know, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you if you don't do this. That's not that at all. It is a it is a responsive, loving, merciful God. That comes back to Solomon. He said, I've heard your prayer, Solomon. And this, and this is my promise of reassurance and restoration. That if you just follow after me and you seek my face, you're going to have my pleasure. You're going to have my blessings. You're going to have my hand upon your life in this land. But the one thing here, he says, if. If. And that brings us back to a thing that I really sense in my spirit. That in these coming months, God is saying, you have some decisions to make. You have decisions to make. That I want to do amazing things in your life this year. Many times we find out a place, we're in a place that we don't like where we're at. And we, we can blame mom and dad, and we can blame this person and that person, and we can blame the circumstances, and we can even blame God. But I found most of the times that we, we, we are where we at because of the decisions we have made. He says here, if my people. He says this whole thing, I come, I desire to do all these wonderful things, but if my people. And I want to, I want to encourage you as we end today. Will you make that decision this morning?
God, whatever it is, whatever decision needs to be made in my life, God, as I purpose to seek your face, you know, as I take that which comes forth on Sunday mornings and in words of instruction and words of encouragement and words of correction or whatever, God, I take that and I make a decision over these next two months, Father, that I am going to seek you like never before. That God, when we come into that time of prayer and fasting, Father, I am going to step further into that than I have ever stepped before. But Father, I'm going to make decisions this year that's going to position me where I need to be and where you are, Father. So I would just like for us to do this. You could stand up. I want to pray a prayer of commitment, a prayer of consecration today. That just basic, God, I make a decision to take a step closer to you. I make a decision, Father, to change whatever needs to be changed in my life by your grace. But I make a decision, Father, to seek you, to humble myself, to seek you, Father, and to turn completely towards you. And if that is your heart cry this morning... I just want you to, I want to squeeze as many people we can up here. I want you to just get out of your seat and come up here. Something that, if we can move this out of the way. That is your heart. Just get as close as you can. Squeeze in. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the oneness in this house. Father, I thank you. I bless each and every person. Father, I pray that they're not doing this because I've asked them to do it. I pray they're doing it because I believe that this is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This is something that you are saying today, Father God. That God, this is a year of new decisions. A year, Lord God, of positioning ourselves, Father and where you're at and what you're doing. Father, we choose this day, Lord God, to come before you, to honor you, Lord Father. God, we thank you for the words that you've brought forth from several people. We thank you, Lord God. There is a there is a uh, stream that ties it all together of unity in that. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for that which you are doing in this place that which you're doing in our lives, Father, and we choose, Lord God, to respond to the question that you said, if my people would seek my face, if my people will humble themselves, follow after me, repent, change your ways, then I will do these things. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that we are in a covenant with you that's not based upon our works, that's not based upon, Father, obtaining a a certain place in you. God, we thank you, Father, that you, we are one together in Christ. So, Father, but we choose, Lord God, 
today as people, we choose to say, Father, I come into agreement with you, Father, in the decisions that I'm going to be making. I come into agreement with what you say, Father. Lord, I thank you, God, for what it's going to bring forth. So just take a moment. If there's anything that you feel like that you need to confess, repent, anything of the decisions that you have made where it hasn't brought you closer to God, but it actually took you further away from Him, that it changes today. It changes today. So, Lord, we praise you, Lord.
Let's praise Him. Come on. Let's praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Glory. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Well, and all God's people said what now? Amen. All right. You're dismissed.